to the Out of the Box podcast. I am your host, Jay Got Soul. This is season three, episode four of the Out of the Box podcast. So if you're listening to this show, thank you for joining us. So far in season three, we have shared the studio with some amazing artists and creatives. Now we're transitioning into engaging in taboo conversations. On the Out of the Box podcast, here's what you can expect. This show will entertain and educate you. As the founder of Black Money Matters Act Like It, we talk a lot about money and the importance of financial literacy. With that said, this show is sponsored by Urban Financial Literacy. Urban Financial Literacy specializes in protecting, building, preserving your wealth. If you or your family is in need of life insurance, retirement planning, credit repair, mortgage protection, or trust in estate planning, reach out to Urban Financial Literacy to book your consultation. Also, be sure to visit my website at blackmoneymattersactlikeit.com to check out our inventory. We are currently running our rebranding sale while supplies last from our previous collection. All of the items on that collection is $30. Our Nova Sky dedication collection is also available on our website. So a percentage of those proceeds will be allocated towards Nova's medical bills. And lastly, if you're in need of some practical budgeting tools and some coaching, head over to our services page and book your free consultation today. We believe that there are practical steps to take a step forward towards wealth building, and we want to help you on that journey. So engage with the brand as we intend to add value to the life of our customers and clients through practical application. Thank you to those of you that are listening, and I would like to ask you all, if you're listening, share this broadcast with as many people as possible. But before we get started with our show, let's have a word of prayer. Dear God, thank you for this time in the studio. Thank you for those who are listening and watching here with us today. God, we ask that whatever we talk about here can add some value to someone's life. We ask that you just continue to be with those and protect those who are in need of your love and protection. In your name, we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. So today's segment is full of information gathered from attending some of the community's events around the L.A. area. On May 18th, I had the opportunity to attend the Crenshaw Corridor Symposium hosted by the Community Briefing. Who is the Community Briefing, you may ask? The Community Briefing is a weekly community meeting held on Thursdays from 11 to 12 a.m. p.m. Excuse me. Each session I have attended has been filled with community resources and like-minded community leaders who are on a mission 
to increase equity in the black community, but particularly in small black businesses. There is a high concentration in expanding and growing black and brown owned businesses in our communities. If you're a small business or work in a capacity that you would like to support, support the mission, check out the community briefing every Thursday on YouTube at the community briefing. Subscribe to their channel on YouTube and turn on your notifications for updates and live events. My newly acquired mentor, Crystal Mitchell, who is the co-director of Recycling Black Dollars, has has a team of community leaders such as Stephen Turner, Greg Sneed, and Robin Billups that host this platform weekly to connect community leaders and business owners to grow and expand their businesses to achieve success. So I encourage you, if you're listening and you find you have some questions, please place them in the chat, or you can give us a call at 310-910-9676, extension 1. All right? So as I previously stated, I attended the Crenshaw Corridor Symposium this past Thursday, and I walked away with some much-needed information, y'all. This event was hosted by the Community Briefing, as I stated, as well as the Black Business Association and moderated by Michael Anderson, the CEO of Anderson Barker Architects. So Michael is committed to transforming the underserved parts of our communities into great places. As an architect and urban designer, Michael is focused on the economic development and modernization of black and brown underserved communities. Another prominent person to um, to note that was there as well was Danny Bakewell Jr. He was on the first panel. And so Danny Bakewell is an African-American developer who owns property where the J.P. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank is on Crenshaw and Vernon. So a lot of us think that 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 building is the Chase Bank. Um, I heard this during the symposium. They're like, yeah, no, this is the Bakewell building. Chase is a tenant in the Bakewell building. And so the Bakewell building is a black owned establishment and they are committed to uplifting the underserved communities and helping us gain that equity in our community. The Bakewell family believes in quality of life and uplifting the African-American community. Then there was Daryl J. Carter. He's the CEO of Avanth Capital Management, LLC. Avanth, I believe I'm saying it right, is an investment firm that acquires, owns, renovates, and operates affordable workforce and valuable oriented apartment communities across U.S. Advanth partners with institutional investors, both domestically and internationally, to deliver quality primary housing in major metropolitan and suburban markets. Their primary focus and mission is to provide hardworking families higher quality, well-maintained, and safe value rental housing based on their pursuit of the American dream. All right, so... The purpose of me sharing this information with you guys and these people is because as the Black Money Matters Act Like It brand, um, I want to highlight some of the major, 
you know, prominent folks out here that's actually doing the work, right? Um, a lot of times we're just like, oh yeah, they're not gonna let black people do anything. They're not gonna let black people have anything. And I once had that mind frame, but the reality is, is that there are people who actually is out here doing the work. And I had an opportunity to, you know, attend this event. I attended virtually. They had it virtually and in person, which was amazing. Um, and so I had a chance to just hear these people tell us about what's going on in our communities and things that we have to look forward to. But we have to also be more proactive as well to get out here and make shifts in our own lives so that we can be a part of that group and we can help build our communities the proper way. So this symposium, um, it was just full of so much life. You know, I attend the community briefings weekly. And a lot of times when we're on these meetings, there's a lot of frustration. And mind you, I'm probably usually the youngest person on this meeting. And all I hear them talking about is how they have to support us young folks. We all have to work together to build our community and how frustrating, you know, the system is because we know that there are still systems in place that block us from our prosperity. But what makes, you know, this symposium great is that we came together on this day at the Chase Bank to talk about possibilities. We talked about the future. We talked about building equity amongst black and brown families. And, you know, while there are issues, I'm, I'm the type of person that loves to focus on, you know, what can we do? That's the reason why we created Black Money Matters Act Like It, you know, built off the, the idea of Black Wall Street, even though there was some tragic, you know, situations that happened. How did we become successful and how can we duplicate that? You know, so being a part of this symposium really helped me to... Um, see that there is some some light at the end of the tunnel and pretty much what it takes is for the young and the old to come together and work together to build the future for our kids for us you know and for the next generation so that we really have that ability to build generational wealth so I'm excited about talking about these events and, and these folks that you know, I, I've been able to listen to and learn from because I think that information uh, is very important, but information that is applied is equally as important. So with that said, um, we're going to take our first break. Um, this segment, I'm going to just let y'all know, will be loaded with some great information, some gems to chew on as we work on building some equity in our communities. But for now, Let's take our first break. And tonight's picks is going to be a mixture of spoken word and music. The first piece is titled Eyes Bluer Than Mine by Set the Versifier, a dynamic spoken word artist from Inglewood. Have a listen. We'll be right back. Yo, I seen eyes bluer than mine. Black skin. Sometimes lighter, but mostly the pigments a bit darker. They hearts beat harder, born to be martyred. It's in their nature. Divine, straight from our creator. And if it's heaven sent, then who are we to debate at our backbones, our future? It is shit that hold us together when we fall apart like London bridges. And since we've been kids, born and raised, lied to unwittingly, closing our eyes, seemingly to be blind. But 
Are you listening? Yo, can you hear me? Tell me, where we be without our black women? See, I couldn't even imagine or fathom the devastation we be in. They keep us strong in our moments of weakness we need them in. Willie Lynch's speech, making of the slave, he states the most important thing is controlling the women. If she don't support the man, he's weaker than she influences the children so the disconnect grows deeper. Man, ain't that some shit? Yo, how do white men know the key to our salvation but black folks sitting around holding hands, praying, waiting on Jesus to come fix our fucked up generation? Get off your knees from praying and just crack the foundations on which you've been stationed. Break bears of sexist ideologies and rupture your thoughts like earthquakes in Haiti. Yo, it's crazy. Yo, it's crazy how our generation has dehumanized our queens. Men treat women as if they own them. Possessive nightmares kind of starts to remind me of slavery. Yo, it's said that they only worth something if they back is bent. And I tell you, after our daughters turn to women, that's how half their life is spent. Because it's hard to keep your vertebrae straight when it's consistently holding up six times its weight. Yo, I said. They said they only worth something if they back is bent. And I tell you, after our daughters turn to women, that's how half of their life is spent because it's real hard to keep your vertebrae straight when it's consistently holding up six times its weight. Amazing. You're their modern day saviors. Bearing the cross of all those who can't hold their own weight, but men can't be the spirit that stabs them in the rear. We were made to support each other. Men at the head and women from the side to be equal, and it's evil how we perceived how we gonna fight injustice if our own communities is fucked up. Yo, we gotta love each other. These black women got blue eyes cause they are teary dyed cause we don't respect them enough As if they weren't born into a society that's already tough Yeah how much pain can your heart take before it starts to break like the levees when Katrina came knocking at its front gate Every day we gotta deal with white supremacy and racism and they can't even come home to their so called man to get confirmation that they a symbol of greatness and yo I hate it Yo how we gonna fix the outside world if our inside's so tainted Yo, if we gonna rebuild, we gotta start from the roots beneath the surface of the floors. We gotta love and respect our women more. We gotta hold their hand and open the door for them. It's the little shit. We gotta reinforce the culture of our women being priceless. Yo, it's a cycle. We gotta start to treat our women as good as what they really worth. Then that gives birth to them treating us like kings. And then our children see and do the same damn thing. And it repeats itself generation to generation. And then we reshape our history. And we create our own destiny. Crown is royalty. You are tuned into the Out of the Box Podcast Season 3, Episode 4. Today we highlight some initiatives taking place in our community. Here are a few other names to remember from the panel discussion, Developing Equity and Crenshaw Corridor. But before we get into that, um, this piece that you just heard, you guys, um, Set the Versifier. He is really speaking to the people. He's, you know, he lights a fire inside of you, but... He also just speaks from a real, real place. And um, as we are here on Out of the Box podcast, we are out of the box. We're not going to be boxed in by, you know, the the systemic, you know, ideologies of how we're supposed to move. So, um, yeah, let me know what y'all think about that piece. It was it was very strong, in my opinion. But let me know what y'all think. All right. So uh, back to the conversation. Um, So at the community, the symposium, Crenshaw Corridor Symposium, there were a few other names that I wanted to to bring up. And then some facts, you know, that was brought to our attention because, you know, there's a lot of things going on that we don't know about, especially as our community. There's so many resources that are, you know, placed 
out there um, politically, right? And I'll talk about that in a second, that we don't know about so we don't take advantage of, which leaves us in a state of constantly being, um, you know, disadvantaged. All right, so there was another woman. Her name is Sherry Franklin. She is the CEO of Urban Design Center, the Urban Design Center. Um, Her mission is singularly to help transform community and economic development visions into reality. To date, Sherry has managed in the land use entitlement, capital development, and project management for over, that's a big number, 200 million in subsidized affordable housing, infrastructure, um, improvement, economic development, enterprise expansion projects, totaling over 1 billion in value. All right. So these are people in our community. This is a black woman. Her name is Sherry Franklin. She is the CEO of Urban Design. Right. So that's another example. We talk a lot about represent representation. That is representation for us. You know, we we can do this. Right. And then the next person was Sarah Harris, who is the CEO and president of Black Business Association. So they provide business owners and corporate partners with an easy access site to provide information, tools, resources and in upcoming and past events. So they are another resource for black businesses um, and a, a huge shout out to Vermont Slauson Development Economic Corporation, who has been of service to my business, my sister and my mother's business, Nova Sky, um, Nova Sky Hair Experience. And these organizations are staples in our community that is really helping us to grow our businesses. Yeah, yeah. And expand, y'all. So special thank you to to those who are out here actually doing the work. Um, So here's some gems, some major takeaways that I took from this event. Right. So um, Michael Anderson, he informed us that the Biden administration has put one point two trillion dollars in place to pay to upgrade the infrastructure, which is accompanied by an executive order to advance racial equity. There is $1.7 trillion available with priority to underserved communities, and this money must be spent by 2026. So with that said, it's time to let go of our differences and connect on a political level to put together proposals, strategies on how this money can be spent to collectively develop our communities. That means egos got to be removed. The priority should be on community and not one's own agenda. All right. So what tends to happen in our community is that there's these executive orders. There's money, you know, set aside from the government, but the information don't get back to us soon enough. And it kind of reminds me of um, the emancipation, right? Like when when the black folks was emancipated, they didn't find out till like two years later that they were free. And that's kind of like the same way, you know, the, the system works to give us information slow so we can't take advantage of it and, and build our community. So I'm using this platform to bring light to these 
you know, businesses, these business owners, these, you know, community resources so that we can start taking advantage of it. Because, you know, there's so many conflicts going on with our community. And in the Lamert Park um, Village in general, you know, there's so much going on from developers to business owners to emerging small businesses. And I'll give you a prime example. Um, I think it was last month I decided that I was going to go out and set up a tent out in Lamert Park, right? Because I have, uh, I have my seller's permit and I have my vendor's license. So I'm like, yeah, let me go out here because I haven't been. And I'm learning, you know, about how that works. So I go out and I set up in front of, you know, a couple businesses there on the street. And it wasn't until like maybe a few hours in, you know, after having a conversation with the owner and just hearing his frustration from, you know, us blocking parking spaces, you know, to sell merch. And sometimes the merch is duplicated. So what's happening is the vendors are taking away customers from um, the establishments that are paying their rent at a brick and mortar or may have some level of ownership of their brick and mortar business trying to generate revenue. You know, there's small businesses emerging, blocking that. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about another business and I think about my family's business and it's like, what if somebody just pulled up and came up and set up a tent and start doing hair in front of their salon? We're not going to be happy about that. Right. So um, I think there should be a mutual respect when it comes down to black businesses. Um, that that idea that we're trying to, you know, get one up on another or we're trying to be more successful at the you know demise of another it's not helping us and it's not really building our community instead it creates more conflict like what if what if the developers the business owners and the small businesses decided to come together and we decided that we're going to do this thing together and we're going to build our community and we got one major proposal that we want to propose and it it benefits everybody everybody wins right but you know everybody's heart is not like that you know and that's understood however you know I think that there's a chance for us to move forward and really start building with one another so that we can you know get that generational wealth and we can also put ourselves in position to um, receive our reparations if we're working together right Um, so I really wanted to lay that on you guys and and make sure that you guys are thinking about these things because yeah, it's, it's just time for us to move forward. It's time for us to grow together and, you know, there's only one way to do it and that's just everybody being on the same page. All right. So I know this is a lot of information, so we're going to take another break. This next song is by my good friend and sis silhouette, the poet. Uh, we named our silhouette blue silhouette blue tees after her um, from our previous collection, which is now available um, on our rebranding sale. But it was an ode to a great friend and supporter. She's a, been a great supporter of the brand. Um, so, yeah, do yourselves a favor and support the brand. But also just listen to this song. It's called Once Thing and we'll be right back. 
You got me catching feelings of what used to be a good thing. Now all I feel is the bitter pain of what used to be a sweet thing that once used to make me insane to be apart from my main thing that once was a burning flame that made me your baby making thing that once made me constantly, constantly scream your name from the bliss of that once sexual thing that once memory of when you used to kiss me softly on that explicit I can't say thing that once used to rouse me easily thing. You got me catching feelings of when we used to walk in the rain through the beautiful terrain of the botanical garden plain that love was game picking flowers and throwing petals in the wind saying he loves me he loves me not she loves me she loves me not thing doing that hugging thing while under the orchid tree doing that kissing thing now you got me singing that song that Minnie Riverton used to sing reminiscing on what used to be a lovely thing that once used to make my mind travel back down memory yeah, that once romantic thing when we used to stroll down the shore doing that holding hands thing with our pants rolled up to our knees, making prints with our feet on the beach thing, writing I love you really big with our fingertips in the sand thing, watching the tide roll in and roll out, washing our I love you away thing, and then saying, dang, the waves ain't got no respect for anything. Now, all I feel is the mind games being played over and over and over again in my membrane that once had me yearning day after day for that irresistible thing that now has my psyche running back down lover's lane in search of what once was a dreamy thing my once thing was the ultimate thing my groove thing that once was a tender thing my gratifying thing that once was a passionate thing my sentimental thing that now ain't a damn thing but a bad memory thing of what once was an affectionate thing that once used to be an all night thing full of pleasurable love type thing once when our love had no time frame when we were once each other's forever love thing which is now a remnant of a defunct once thing i'm going back down memory I'm going back down memory lane. Oh, back down. Going back down. You are tuned in to the Out of the Box Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. In case you're just joining us, we are discussing some community news and we feel that we feel is important um, information for our community to learn about. So this past Saturday, um, I attended the community briefing. No, I said Saturday. I meant Thursday. Um, as as well as the Environment Shapes Behavior event hosted by Gorilla RX, which was blessed by Elder Shakina Shakur and presented by Wella at the Plant Chica. All right, so let's talk about the community briefing this past Thursday. So that's the regular meeting. Like I said before, the... Crenshaw Corridor Symposium, which was hosted by the community briefing, was the Crenshaw Corridor Symposium. But the community briefing this past Thursday, um, there was a presenter by the name of Tara Lynn Gray. She is a small business advocate at California Governor's Office of Business and Economic Development. So they aim to help small businesses thrive and get resources they need to grow and expand their business. Um, They have 
$4 billion in funding and COVID relief grant funding uh, to support small businesses. Um, They want to advance wealth creation and economic mobility through entrepreneurship. So they aim to close the gap of revenue um, generated in small and black owned businesses. So this is a resource, another resource, sort of like the Vermont Slauson Development Economic Corporation. And so what these what these resources tend to do is they provide small businesses with technical assistance. Right. So for Black Money Matters, we needed technical assistance with bookkeeping. We needed technical assistance with getting licensed properly. We needed a lot of just different structural technical assistance because Although, you know, we have a good business idea, it needs to have a business plan and strategy. And so Vermont Slauson definitely has been very helpful to the Black Money Matters Act Like It brand. Um, We're actually attending a course now, which is um, every Wednesday called Business in the Pews. And so this is a, a, a class that is helping churches utilize the talent within the church and helping build our economic structure in the church right so um my article little africa reboot had the same similar idea as the business in the pews because what what i conceptualize in our community is using all of our businesses to come together to create a larger power structure right and so um black businesses being the most successful business that has survived through centuries of segregation it survived um attacks bombings it survived so many different you know phases in in our community and there's still black churches to this day so as a foundation i think the black church is definitely um the center one of the centers of our community that needs to be uplifted but there's also you know people inside the church that can help the church grow economically so i think that that's something that we could definitely look into and support you know because i think that we need to start utilizing every avenue to build what we need black wall street was built by it was bought by one person but everybody played their part just like you know everybody had a part to play one person was the arm one person was the leg one person was the eyes like they were all a part of this overall community that was able to be successful and that's what led to the massacre of black wall street was success so you know i i have this thought like hey are we afraid of success because a lot of people would rather be comfortable than to actually push towards success. And I think that that might be a trauma response, right? Like naturally in our, not of our mind, mind, but in our subconscious mind, maybe some folks don't want to be successful because it comes with a lot of responsibility and it may come with some fear, but how can we get, you know, to a place of having some generational wealth if we continue to stay in that space of fear right because our minds is always right so if you think something bad is going to happen from you being successful something bad is going to happen from you being successful but if you think that you have a chance to be successful and grow and you believe that you're going to be successful and grow you are going to be successful and grow 
So I think that um, that's definitely something that we can take a look at as kind of like a blueprint for us. All right. Lord, I hope my, my throat don't attack me again this week because it feels like it's coming on. But anyway, the next event that we attended was the Environment Shapes Behavior event. This event was a spiritual experience. There were some amazing art pieces that developed that was developed by Wella, who designed it to speak to us and share the message. When everyone loves, everyone heals. The event was in part to bring awareness to the greenhouse that has been a positive and peaceful space in our community to heal fellowship and grow plant chica is the location and is now being priced out of their space with no place to go plant chica has a gofundme where they are raising a hundred thousand to save the peaceful and healing space in south central la so if you can support this mission please feel free to follow plant chica on Instagram tap the link in their bio to support the community greenhouse there are many ways that you can support you don't have to necessarily support through money you can also share share with somebody if you know somebody who loves plants go ahead and share with them all right so the black money matters act like it a brand is about serving educating and and uplifting our community so we urge you to support spaces as they develop an attempt to grow our community. Because what tends to happen in our communities, gentrification, developers are attempting to disrupt the flow of an established culture. So what we want to do is make sure that we're there for people in our community who provide value. All right. So. Let's support. Let's check them out. Go check out Plant the Plant Chica. It's at T H E P L A N T C H I C A. All right. So before we go on our next break, um, I want to shout out Nova Sky Hair Experience. Um, this business is a family owned business. Um, it's co-founded by my sister, Clois McConaughey and my mother, Tanya McConaughey. And they recently received their establishment license. And so, um, you know, as a family business, I have mentored them through the, the rough patches and now they have finally established themselves as a legitimate business in Gardena. So I wanted to shout them out really quick, show them some love, um, go over to Nova Sky Hair Experience. If you need your hair done, we are about healing the crown. So if you find yourself having some issues with your scalp, you know, um, you want to get your hair treated. You want your hair to grow. 
you want healthy hair, head over to Nova Sky Hair Experience. All right, family. So we are going to take our final break. Final break. We're going to hear the angelic voice of Grammy-nominated songwriter Brittany Jackson. This song is called I See You, and I'm dedicating this song to my niece, Nova Sky McConaughey. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
tuned in to the out of the box podcast season three episode four yo that song that we just heard called i see you by britney if y'all watching <clears throat> you might have seen me crying um because that song definitely makes me think of nova but uh, um <clears throat> yeah i'm yeah i just love that song so i hope you guys enjoyed it uh we're giving you the inside scoop of what's going on in the community and who is at the forefront sharing much needed information and resources but right now we have a special guest on our line that we want to go and talk to her so miss wanda you there i am here i'm here thank you so much for having me yes yes we have wanda honore on the line she is a great supporter of the podcast of the brand yes yes and we are also partnered with her organization urban financial literacy who is our sponsor so y'all show her some love how you doing miss uh miss wanda how you doing today i am doing wonderful i wish i could uh Give back some of the ghetto language that I've been uh, learning out here in uh, uh, South Carolina. Uh, but I've been doing uh, wonderful. I'm here at the Gullah Festival in, in South Carolina. Can you tell us about the, the Gullah Festival? <clears throat> yes. Um, the Gullah Festival is actually the reason, um, or was it came about as of the uh, honor of Decoration Day. And Decoration Day is actually the reason why we have Memorial Day. And so we have, you know, uh, a rich history here in the the South Carolina. uh, And and I went to Charleston and and Savannah, but here specifically in um, Beaufort, South Carolina, was where um, the... um, Decoration Day began, which was as a result of all of the uh, African-American soldiers who fought in the Civil War, but were literally just thrown together in one big massive grave. And the uh, infantry, when the uh, war uh, was over, uh, went back and it was over 200 uh, bodies that they uh, exhumed and they gave individual graves and they buried in the National Cemetery. And so they decorated the graves with uh, cobblestones and, not cobblestones, uh, with, with shells and, um, what do you want to call it, flowers and things of that nature. And they had a big parade. Um, in fact, the parade consisted of, they said the first parade was about 10,000 people, and it was both um, um, Americans from the Union side and from the um, the Confederate side, 
uh, that um, mar- that, had, that marched uh, in parade in honor of these uh, um, African American soldiers who had died, you know, fighting in the war, actually for our our freedom, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. What is it like out there? Like, do you feel the energy from what what the, what you're learning about that the space? It's it's really um, for me. I've I, it's, it's information I have learned in the past, but it's just so different being here. Mm. And the people here are the, they're called Gullah, mm. uh, uh, and they um, they and they well they call Gullah Geechee. Okay. And people would think, well, some people say that Geechee, you know, they used to have it as a bad name. And I guess it's kind of like how people look at the word the N-word where, you know, when we say it, it's kind of like it's not a bad word, so to speak, uh, in many people's uh, eyes. But uh, the Geechee uh, is not, is, is, is a term that just basically describes the people from this, uh, this area. And they speak the Gullah language and they have their own language and whole culture that they literally uh, instill in their children. And so it's good to see how these uh, people here in this part of uh, the country between the Charleston, um, where I am, in Buford and Savannah, they literally have preserved a lot of the history of who they are. Mm -hmm. And because of them being in a situation where they were actually given, uh, allowed to acquire the land because this is where when they first announced that the war was over, all the white folk fled. Mm. And so they literally left these uh, formerly enslaved uh, Africans to their own devices, you know, and they had to figure it out, but they were able to be able to acquire land and to be able to still, you know, maintain their culture. And there's just such a rich history uh, here of um, of a lot of positive things that happened uh, with our people, and so it's really nice. Um, unfortunately, it's not the type of weather that uh, we had anticipated because last year was scorching hot. Today or this weekend, it's just been it's been cold rain and raining the whole time. But it hasn't dampened the uh, the uh, the spirits of most of the people here because the festival is still going on. Uh, they've had to you know make some um, changes, but they have. I just got to see a nice play, and the play commemorates the history of the uh, of the Gullah people here and the whole Decoration Day. And so it's just really good to see a whole community, a whole... I mean, it's a, this is actually over 100 islands. Mm. I, I had no idea. It's over 100 islands in this particular area where we literally... where you can literally own your own island, mm. you know? And fortunately, you know, of course, you know, when white folk find out, oh, there's islands for sale and, you know, they, whatever, they've come out and tried to acquire a lot of land. But, uh, but aside, uh, uh, not like they're doing in you know, Los Angeles and some of the other areas, mm-hmm. they actually put together some legal protections. So where people have started, the heirs had started selling off some of the property and like some shell um, gas station bought a property and then acquired the, almost the whole block where it had originally been black owned. They put some stops to all of that. So now you can't just come in and 
buy up the land from the people here that are the original uh, Gullah people. And so it's really good to see that they are really trying to, you know, maintain their culture and they've made agreements not to, you know, even entertain selling the land. And they are, you know, instilling that culture within their their children. They have their own language. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with um uh, pigeon English or pigeon pig Latin or something of that nature, but it's a uh, a language that they that they speak and they have. Uh, it's actually written down. They actually even have a New Testament Gullah Bible, mm. which is really interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of really rich history here, and I don't know if you knew, but um, the one of the uh, biggest reasons why they brought certain people, for, especially from Africans from West Africa here, this island, this land, these islands are full of marshlands, mm-hmm. and marshlands are very good for growing a uh, grain that everybody eats. Rice. We thought rice came from you know Asia or some other. Right. Rice literally came from Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and the Africans were the ones who taught. The uh, the country how to you know, uh, you know uh, the Africans were the ones who talk how to grow and eat rice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's a it's a big you know it, it, and that is why South Carolina was became the richest uh, state because of that particular uh, um, uh, commodity. Wow. Uh, so it, it's it's a lot of things that uh, I'm learning that i never knew and just really interesting to hear and to see and you know find look at the uh, places where um uh denmark vc i don't know if people heard of him as well as robert smalls mm-hmm. and uh, just a lot of our historical figures uh lived and you know um were a big part of you know doing some really things for our history and you know and, and me being a person who's always looking at you know, us coming together and, you know, being able to do better in terms of our financial uh, picture, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's just really good to see. And I really wish that, you know, those of us on the West Coast could really do more, you know, to come together with those out here because out here there's so much land mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and out where we are, you know, we have other resources, maybe more technical resources. Mm-hmm. And I think there would be so many opportunities if we could come together and just start yeah, <clears throat> that was the, that's been the topic of the show today, you know, uh, community economic development and, you know, like learning about the, the Gullah, the Gullah people, you know, that's that's important for us to know because we can go and look and see what has these people done, you know, politically to get themselves protected, you know, because that's that's one of the major issues that we have is that. We don't know what our political protections are. So anything goes for us, you know? So that, that history is very rich. Most definitely. Uh, you know, they have, you know, I mean, it, you know, and, it, and it's really hard. They have uh, different things that are happening just like they have in there on, you know, where we are, where they're trying to redistrict things and, you know, a lot of, 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 of whites are coming into the area mm-hmm. and they're, you know, changing things because they want to have easier access to, you know, resorts that they've been able to acquire or, you know, other things. But they're, the people here, they really are paying attention and they're really working hard to maintain their culture and also the control 
over what's going on here. And so to me, I'm just kind of proud, you know, to see the, uh, what's going on here and, you know, just how the people here have come together and, you know, they seem to be working together to maintain, you know, such a rich culture and just, you know, the this background of all the things that really kind of originated, uh, you know, here and have really influenced the, the, the whole country, to be, to be honest. Yeah. Last question before uh, before we hang up. What is the Gullah um, Festival like? Well, the festival, um, like I said, unfortunately this this year is not the type of festival that it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of, of Murph Park or something of that nature, except for it's right there on the water. There's... Uh, there, there's, it's, there's boats and, you know, yachts and things docked over there, but there's, uh, a series of booths and they have the, 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 uh, different, um, um, cultural, um, uh, artifacts. There's grass baskets that, I don't know, uh, we may have seen that came from Africa. I've actually have gone traveled to Africa and, uh, in Ghana and purchased some of these baskets that are also part of the culture here that, and they make these baskets. And so those are for sale. They have a lot of artwork, really beautiful artwork. Um, and, you know, clothing, and, and a lot of it is very reminiscent of, you know, you going to uh, Africa and, and seeing the types of wood carvings and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. However, we weren't able to really get a good, uh, um, you know, view of all that today okay. because it's just been really windy and, and rainy. But uh, they did have a white party uh, yesterday, which... Although it was raining and whatever, people came out and we all got together. And then, you know, first everyone was kind of like cold and whatever. They brought in some heat fans. I've never seen they actually have fans that are blowing heat. So they're just blasting this heat. But anyhow, uh, everybody got up and they were uh, doing different line dances. And, you know, you had some people teaching. And so we were, we're from all over the country, from the uh, East Coast, mm-hmm. you know, all the way to the West Coast. And everybody was just really enjoying each other and, um, and just having a good time. And so it's an opportunity for people to come together and just share, you know, enjoy the culture that they have and the, you know, and, and how, you know, obviously the similarities that we all have. And so although it's been, like I said, it's been wet, it hasn't put a, a total damper on everything. And um, I'm really enjoying the people. Um, they have a group of Buffalo soldiers, uh, you know, the, the um, bikers mm-hmm. that came down from the um, – South Carolina, the mountains up from the South Carolina area, and um, and so they're out here, and so it's just been really nice to see the different people. A lot of uh, different attorneys and sororities are being represented here. Um, you know, me being a Delta, that's been really interesting. I have a an AKA that's my roommate, so we tease <laughs> okay, each other. Okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we've really been enjoying the whole uh, the, the whole situation, and mm-hmm. and one of the things that I will leave you know uh, my my comments with in terms of the play was that the person that put this whole thing together and she's kind of called the queen of the whole situation. She used to be a teacher. She's very, um, she's an actress, very talented, but she ended the play talking about the biggest thing that she wanted to talk about is how love is the most important thing. Mm. People are not taught to hate. No matter who you are, you know, what your background is, you've learned that's learned. And if we would, teach or not teach our children to hate and to you know to, to look at differences in a negative way and and that type of thing this world will be a whole different place 
and and that was something that you know I thought was definitely you know very uh, powerful. You know, she wasn't say that you don't you don't overlook things, mm-hmm. but you you know that you don't want to to you know act like someone else because that's how they act because that's why the world is like it is today. And so you know, I thought that was very uh, you know very inspirational. And um, you know, so I'm I'm really enjoying myself. This is my last day. I'll be coming back tomorrow. And um, I just wish more people could come out and see this whole area because, like I said, we toured three different uh, uh, cities. Mm -hmm. And so it was really enlightening, very enlightening. Well, thank you so much for calling in and sharing this information with us because, you know, I think that just exposing people to the information, it gives them the opportunity to look it up and then, you know, take themselves down there and learn more for themselves. So we definitely appreciate you for calling in, Miss Wanda. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, so thank you again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. And I'm very proud of what you're doing. You know that I'm you know, always willing to uh, support and, um, you know, and encourage you. And hopefully you are being able to make a difference in a lot of young people who need to hear this information. So thank you very much for the opportunity to, to talk today. I definitely appreciate all your support. You have a great rest of your trip. Get home safely. And I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. <clears throat> so you heard Miss Wanda. We got to go check out the Gullah Island in South Carolina. But now we're going to wrap up our show. Y'all be sure to check out the Out of the Box podcast everywhere you get your podcast. Out of the Box podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Audible, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora, just to name a few. Um, subscribe to our shows and get updates on new episodes. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. All you got to do is check, search J got soul and you subscribe. You get all of the updates on all of our shows. Um, this has been out of the box podcast season three, episode four. Thank you to those who tuned in live. We enjoyed ourselves and we hope you did too. We want to again, send a special thank you to urban financial literacy Check them out at urbanfinancialliteracy.com. Uh, we, and also check out blackmoneymattersactlikeit.com. Um, yeah, so subscribe to my YouTube channel. We will be back next week, next Saturday on the 3rd. So tap in with us because we are out. up in the sky, keep your glasses high, can't nobody kill the vibe, cause we're celebrating right now, people say they know me, but they barely know the story, cause nobody did it for me, that's why I'm celebrating right now, celebrating right now, that's why I'm celebrating right now. Celebrating right now You should have seen the dreams that I had I knew I wouldn't make it out Couldn't figure out just how before All the big mistakes were my bad But I'm making up for all that now Don't look back, let's keep on moving forward Hands up in the sky 
keep your glasses high Ain't nobody care to vibe Cause we celebrate